Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the show, Radical Ones, we are doing 1969's Frosty the Snowman, a TV special and a classic till today. Happy birthday! It's time to get radical. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick or treat? Did I do that? Good morning, Charlie. Charlie. Honey, get down! And look, I won't go far, okay? If the apocalypse comes, beat me. My name is Grace Jones. Thunder! 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 Welcome back, Radical Ones, to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, and I'm here with everyone's favorite brother and mine, David, and we're talking Frosty the Snowman, the special from 1969. There must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. Cause when they placed it on his head, he began to dance around. So that's it. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! David is singing the popular Christmas song, which was written by Walter Jack Rollins and Steve Nelson, and first recorded by Gene Autry and the Cass County Boys in 1950, and then later recorded by Jimmy Durante, which is seen in this version that we're doing today. So Frosty the Snowman, David, doesn't get much more Christmas-like than this movie, does it? Yeah, so last year we did Rudolph, and we had kind of talked about doing 
like classic stuff. We looked at the Peanuts gang. We looked at different things. And I, I, I used to really have fond memories of Claymation. So I just figured we'll just, we talked about it. So I said, let's do, let's do Frosty. This is Rankin Bass Productions again. Rankin, Rankin I want to, yes, I have notes on this. It's actually quite short. So even if you are a little bit older or maybe you have grandkids or you're in the same age range as, as Ryan and I, well, actually, Ryan's younger than me. But anyway, if you if you want to share it with them and you know that they don't have a great attention span, I think they'll still be able to watch this because it's it's short. It's like 20 something minutes. You know what I mean? It's like a Netflix episode. I did not realize the same thing, David. Do you think that's because it's usually with commercials on TV and it extends it probably past an hour, I'm assuming? I just think when we were kids, it just seemed so much more epic because of the mm-hmm. fact of, like, we'll get into the story, but, like, certain parts of it were very, like, kind of a little bit sad. And and it did seem like more of an adventure, almost. It was on par, I thought, with a Rudolph adventure, but going by re- this rewatch, Rudolph definitely takes the cake with the abominable and everything that he was dealing with. This one, you just get a salty magician a the stalker. whole time. You get a weird stalker. So I looked up a few trivia things, David, before we get into the actual movie. So TV Guide, which I'm assuming still exists on cyberspace, because I know they don't make the paper TV guides anymore, do they? I know they got bigger, but I haven't seen a big TV guide. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Do you exist, TV Guide? TV Guide ranked the special number nine in its 10 best family holiday special list. I would agree with that because it is wholesome and it's, again it's a part of history you have even down we talked about this even with the the wizard of oz where they use like a plastic bag to make it look like a tornado and i thought it was pretty cool at the time when i saw that it. shocks me when you told me that that was a plastic like a garbage bag on a stick or something spinning around Do you ever feel like a plastic bag I mean, it's true. There's a charm to this. So, Frosty's hometown is in Armonk, New York. The lyricist, Steve Nielsen, lived in the nearby White Plains of New York, and he used to visit this historic hamlet as a young man. And then, the village square mentioned in the lyrics of the song is now the historic district in the town of North Castle. So, this is in New York. Local historians also claim that the traffic cops who hollered stop is based on the former chief of police, John Herringhan. All right, didn't you see that traffic light? What's a traffic light? Up there on the lamppost. What's a lamppost? Oh, you want a ticket-wise guy? I'd love one. To the North Pole, please. Huh? You've got to excuse him, sir. You see, he just came to life, and he doesn't know much about such things. Oh, well, okay, if he just came to life. Move along! That silly snowman. Once they come to life, they don't know nothing. Come to life? And then, this place in New York hosts the annual Frosty Day Parade and celebration that is officially listed as one of the ten best things to do in Westchester County. Oh, that's cool. That's cute. Listen, it's so close to Christmas. Anything that you can do to rekindle any kind of magic in your life, you know, we, we had had Patricia Tolman on and she was talking about, for those who listen to the podcast, about, like, finding magic again. And I feel like 
anything that will bring that back is amazing. This year, I have to say, this is the first time in a very long time that I've had a really good experience with the holidays. I felt good about it. I didn't care that it was rushed because I wanted it to be rushed, if that makes sense. Like, all the holiday stuff. Although it's a pain in the butt to try to, like... You started putting the stuff out before Thanksgiving, right? Because you have so many trees. Yeah. And so it was important for me to just really embrace it. And so anytime you can do anything fun like this, this is this is a bit, this is from my childhood. So actually, it's not it's from my childhood, but it's from generational before me. But this is also part of my childhood. Obviously, this was put out. You said sixty what? Sixty nine. Nine. So a little before my time. But that's the beautiful part, David. Like you said, this is generational. And I mean, I want to say as of last year, I know that they had Frosty still. On TV, it's not like peanuts that's only on Apple now, but oh, don't even get me started. All these conglomerates are buying up all the rights to these these classics that have been on TV. I bought Frosty. I bought them in HD. I should have probably looked on YouTube, but listen, it is what it is. It was it was it was cleaned up. It looked good, so I'm not complaining. But yeah, they, that's that's also part of like the sign of the times where they're yeah you know buying up all these things that were basically a given during the holidays. So anyway, let's not put a negative tone on it. But yeah, HD was good. It was also honestly good for the kids, Ryan, because low quality stuff doesn't register with them because they're so used to seeing such high quality pictures and things like that so having something that's been cleaned up and is is digitally enhanced or whatever they do is actually probably best again for keep interest i never thought of that because now that we're old is it the same thing that you're going through with your with your kids that you know how when we were younger we could tell like a cartoon was older like let's say like hannah barbera scooby-doo kind of old looking feel to it can they look at stuff and go like oh my god this is old this the difference old. the difference is is that they won't watch it uh, we would <laughs> so there's the difference <laughs> Like, no, no, this is too old. Goodbye. Like, this is old. I'm not watching this. But you know what? That's probably every, right? Every every generation now, probably. I doubt anyone is watching half of these specials. It's a holiday classic for the whole family. The durable dude made of snow. And he's way cool. Wednesday. So this actually aired December 7th, 1969 on CBS TV network. And then immediately after, the fourth showing of A Charlie Brown Christmas was shown. Both scored high ratings. And the special has continued annually for the network's Christmas and holiday seasons every year since. So I'm glad that's still on TV. Are the kids watching? We don't know. You tell us out there, radical ones. If you have children, are they still watching Frosty the Snowman in 20? 2022. They better. Why don't we get into the movie, David? Go for it. In a schoolhouse on Christmas Eve, an inept magician, Professor Hinkle, unsuccessfully performs his tricks during a Christmas party. Upon being dismissed, the children go outside to play in the snow, where they build a snowman and name him Frosty. And then Professor Hinkle chases his hat over his rabbit, Hocus Pocus, which blows off by the wind and is caught by Karen, who puts it on Frosty's head and brings him to life. First off, the magician was really a professor? That's just his, that's his stage name, Ryan. We all have stage names. Like, do you think that I tell everybody my real name? My name is not David. Oh my God. You're such an amateur. <laughs> it's Professor David. 
That's Professor David. So you start off with the with the monologue and the song by Jimmy Durante, the Frosty the Snowman song. It's the day before Christmas, so kids are going to school until they're in Christmas Eve, they're in school, which I found kind of interesting. The teacher hired a magician as a treat for the kids. I just is- thought they would love that actually, wouldn't you? Especially well, on Christmas not- Eve. He's horrible. He's horrible. Children, back to your seats. The snow can wait. Now, now. I've hired Professor Hinkle, the magician, to entertain at today's class Christmas party. So pay attention. <coughs> now, Professor Hinkle was just about the worst magician in the world. <laughs> So, I put the magic eggs into my hat. Abracadabra, to coin the phrase. <laughs> and voila, the eggs have turned into... And he has a super smart rabbit called Hocus Pocus, which within itself is a great thing because it's a smart, smart rabbit, like super smart, like communicative smart, which is so funny. He's a, a, a hack of a magician and he kind of like throws the hat in, so to speak. And he's like, I'm done with this. This hat doesn't work. It's supposed to be magic. He throws it. Where is that rabbit? Hocus Pocus. Where are you? Bah. The only thing this hat's good for is the trash can. Basically relinquishes ownership of the hat, and then it does blow away, and the kids are making a snowman. And he, first of all, he's pissed off to begin with because the kids are la- like not laughing because he's horrible. And then secondly, he's mad because as soon as the bell rings, they run outside to make a snowman because they're not interested. He's like, how dare you not? Da- you, you're going to choose to play in snow as opposed to watching me? Professor Hinkle, to be exact. You know, and they do the whole thing. They make Frosty, which they do a beautiful job of sculpting this, this snowman. It's Michelangelo quality. Really? I mean, the man doesn't even have a separation at one point of where the balls. Wait, what? What? <laughs> where what the, the snowballs? Where the where the snowballs <laughs> were? It was it was massive balls of snow, and then all of a sudden he became one figure with legs. I guess that's the magic of the hat. It gave him a torso made of snow. Snow. <laughs> we're building a snowman, Karen. You make the head. The head is the most difficult part. Ask anyone. What'll we call him? Yeah, shall we call him Harold? Uh, Bruce? Nah. Christopher Carabas? Oh, no. Oatmeal? Oatmeal! How about Frosty? Frosty? Yeah, Frosty it is! Frosty the Snowman! Yay! Yay! <laughs> Frosty the Snowman, what a happy, jolly soul! With a cock up high and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. Frosty the Snowman! Come back here, you! Then the hat that brings Frosty to life. Doctor, what's in the Doctor G's? Professor Xavier. You were calling him? What were you calling him? Professor Teeth, right? Professor Dr. Teeth. I don't know. Doctor Teeth or whatever. Professor Xavier. Whatever his name is. What's his name? <laughs> Professor Hinkle. <laughs> Hinkle's knives. I like them. They have a good quality. German forged knives. German high quality. 
deal. Anyway, ankles <laughs> not. Get them at Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> Basically, rips the hat back from these crying children. He's like, you stupid kids. I, now that I know this hat is magic, I'm taking it back. And he takes it. He's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Are you going to believe your own eyes or what I tell you to believe? You didn't see that that snowman come to life. That's basically what he tells him in a nutshell. And you're young and you have no idea. You have no idea what life is like, basically. He's very upset. Where did the teacher find him, you think? Craigslist? She was really excited, too. She's like, Did she get in a group on? <laughs> it was that low quality. She's like, They ain't paying me much, children. This is what I found. Well, God bless her. She paid to give a magician gum. Maybe that's what she could afford. Matter of fact, she found him at the local bar that she visits by herself every night when she's drinking. It was her drinking mate that night. Seeing her sorrows away about how how these damn children don't listen to a thing she says in class. You know, like they have the drunk Santa Claus that's inebriated. That's yeah. that sitting on, you know, taking pictures with your kids. Meanwhile, they're all, they're bad Santas. Yeah. That's what she came up with. So... Then he takes off with this hat, and Hocus Pocus, the rabbit, who is very intelligent, knows that it's not fair that he took, he basically took the life from Frosty, and that he knows in his heart that the hat belongs to Frosty. It found him. He he relinquished ownership when he threw it away and said, I don't want it anymore. So the rabbit brings the hat back to Frosty. Frosty comes to life, and the kids have an amazing time and start playing with him. Until, and live the song. And live the song yes, out, right? Until they realize that the temperature is starting to warm up, and Frosty, I wish that would work for me, because I could lose him a couple of pounds just by sweating he it off. melts a little yeah a little what's the matter frosty who is there a thermometer around here over there in the wall why oh i was afraid of that the thermometer is getting red i hate red thermometers why frosty because when the thermometer gets all reddish the temperature goes up and when the temperature goes up I start to melt. And when I start to melt, I get all wishy-washy. Then you've got to go someplace where you'll never melt. The only place I'd never melt is the North Pole. Then we've got to get you there. Yeah, we'll take you downtown to the railroad station and put you on a train. Great. I always wanted to see the town. Let's make a party out of it. Let's have a parade. So this is where they decide to take him to the North Pole. I have to say, I miss, I miss being young and having Christmas specials and this magical Christmas feeling. I mean, like you're saying, the kids are at school. It's that feeling of you're at school. You're going to have these days off coming up. It's going to be this magical time. There's possibly snow if there's snow you're in your area. You're school girl alpha tapping your pencil until... Oh, baby, baby, how was I supposed <laughs> to know? You see little Karen doing that? Which brings me up to the fact that the, all the girls in the special have no pants. Karen. Karen, our original Karen. They don't have pants. Now, I understand that at that time, girls probably 99.99999% of the time only wore dresses. However, if you look closer, you don't see anything. <laughs> And matter of fact, David, we ju we just saw a picture where there is a still that the animators left Karen's dress going up when she's being attacked by Hinkle, and she has no pants on at all. She has a a, um, a crotch line, a matter of fact, so she is naked. You know what? Sometimes you do have to air yourself out. Oh, my God. Well, you know... <laughs> 
<laughs> they did that, David, on purpose. I would say it was an animation mistake, almost like we were talking off camera, and David was saying, you know, she does wear this like petticoat that kind of you could possibly say it covers everything. But then when you go up, the skirt flies up later, and you see a, nothing, not even a, a, a bloomers, as they would say back in the day. You know that they're trying to do something. A matter of fact, David, I just saw last night a black and white clip of Mickey Mouse making Swiss cheese. And guess what he was putting the holes in with? His bulging penis in a black and white cartoon. What? Poking holes in Swiss cheese with his penis. Are you sure that's not just something that somebody made up as a... Pause, radical ones. I'm going to show this to David, and we were going to get his reaction right now. That was awesome! Wait till Buzz Lightyear sees that blaster! He's gonna love it! It's magic! <laughs> I have just shown David the footage. <laughs> it's a, it's Mickey in a factory. <laughs> He's making Swiss cheese. What do you think, David? I, I and and that's really real. <laughs> yeah, it's like they have a whole thing of Disney putting nude pictures in there, even in the well, Great Mouse well, Detective. The thing is, is that I don't know. I mean, we we're not going to go down the rabbit hole, but I will say that there's a lot of a lot of bad things out there, and there's you know, anytime you have adults in general doing stuff, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. There's there's always the potential, and and there and corporate greed and corruption. I mean, like, but we're not gonna you know, this is not the episode to be talking about this, but. Well, and some, maybe someone made that as a joke. I mean, listen, I definitely believe we're not going to go down the rabbit hole again, but conspiracy theory wise and stuff like that. Yeah, I do believe there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of, unfortunately, pedophilia and, and drugs and a lot of other stuff in Hollywood and all these different subliminal yeah, things. It's, it's not, we're not stupid to that, but that's why, you know, as a parent, I try to steer my children away from quite a lot of things. But uh, yeah, it's definitely vulgar. That's why you have your radical retro brothers pre-watch your entertainment for you we tell you that there's no pants on plus the other girl (laughs) the other girl though i wrote that she mumbled at the start in baby talk and i couldn't understand a word she said by the way they had that one girl it was she was just like i think that's her you're talking about that was the only other girl this is my favorite they find out that a ticket to the north pole is three thousand dollars which i think that makes about makes makes sense sounds about right doesn't it maybe by today's standards yeah i know i was like 1969 three thousand dollars where are they getting this money here's the funny part so they a girl a child a very small child and a living snowman comes up to a ticket counter and the man doesn't even question the fact that there's a snowman and there's a small girl and they're asking for tickets to go to the north pole he's more concerned about transferring and this and that and then he gets pissed off and they're like we have no money and slams down the 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 little gate for the for the ticket window we'd like a ticket to the north pole please Mm. Well, at North Pole? Oh, yes, ma'am. Route you by the way of Saskatchewan, Hudson Bay, Nome, Alaska, the Klondike, and Aurora Borealis. Gotta make a change at Nanook of the North, though. <laughs> That'll be $3,000.04, including tax. Oh, but we don't have any money. No money! No money, no ticket! 
Now I'll never get to the North Pole. That was, I found that very amusing. I put down, why didn't the professor keep Frosty as part of his act or performance? Instead right. of just because that's true magic. Do you think that the snowman from Frozen, was it Olaf, right? Olaf. It's Olaf, Olaf yeah. is based off of Frosty? Because some of the stuff he says are even very Frosty-esque. Oh, like an in- the innocence of just being yes. born kind of thing. Happy birthday. Yep, I could see that. We will return to Frosty the Snowman after these messages. Frosty the Snowman. You know us, we're always jumping around. So basically, the bottom line with everything is that the ticket, they can't afford the ticket. So they decide to go do an old-fashioned jumping car, train cars. They're going to be hobos, and they're going to go into a train car. Got an unaccompanied child with a snowman jumping in a train car. A refrigerator boxcar by the way so that they're like oh we're gonna go in style karen says by the way her mother won't mind unless she's not home for supper karen i think your mother would mind honestly you're (laughs) like david said you're with a snowman a living snowman and you're going to the north pole and possibly jumping on trains like you said with like hobos with sticks the bag with the handkerchief because they ran away was this so common to do back in the day david because every movie every tv show I'm going to tell you why, because it's, I don't know if it was just romanticized, because even my own son, my oldest son is like, wouldn't it be cool to just jump on a train and go someplace on it? Really? I would love that. I'm like, then I'd have to come pick you up wherever you are, and that could be a long way. So, I mean, did people do this all the time back in the day? Was this a way of getting a avoiding a ticket price like if you were fast enough you could just jump on the side of a box car like well, the box car children people have done that i was told many many years ago that people did that many years but then they would the, the train people would find them and beat them up and they'd be in big trouble for jumping on a train i don't know i thought you were gonna say push them off they were gonna beat them off the doors before they get in how does mr hinkle professor hinkles hinkley so this is what i did i wrote this down i said psycho hides under the train like a horror movie he's holding on to bars under the train. <laughs> That's commitment. He's crazy. So when the little freight train stopped to let an express full of happy Christmas travelers pass, Frosty took advantage of the opportunity and quickly got them all up. Oh, you tricked me. No fair. The only thing Professor Hinkle could do was make a jump for us. He's crazy. He's like, you're not getting away. He talks to himself the whole time and he jumps and he hides. That's to me is like a horror movie. Like that is a horror movie. He's this psychos following you and he jumps on the bottom of the train. You think you've escaped. That they were oblivious to him. They like knew he was there, but they're like, eh. I can because they can't believe that this man would take the time to follow them but at the same time i'm thinking i mean his rabbit i guess did abandon him too so uh, let's just say that he's going after the rabbit but i doubt that no we know he's going after. no he's not he's going after the half frosty so they get in the refrigerated car and you realize that the rabbit has fur which ryan being a rabbit dad could tell you right now you would not probably want to put them in a refrigerated car no they would not do well if they made it made it look like it was like oh he's so warm and cuddly because he's a rabbit he'll be fine no, I don't think so. Matter of fact, you know how many rabbits, I hate to tell you this, freeze to death with when people leave them outside in hutches? They it comes to a certain point and they can't take it. Matter of fact, the same thing is when I worked with dogs back in the day. They say, if you go to your door and you can't stand there without a coat on, 
your dogs and cats will be frozen as well. So just a little thought to keep in mind. They do get cold. That fur ain't, <laughs> ain't doing much, especially when you're in a, a boxcar to the North Pole. I asked David off camera, I'm like, this guy, the Professor Hinkle, he reminds me of a real-life actor, a character actor at the time. And the only thing I came up with is, and you've heard me mention this person before on the show, is Uncle Arthur from Bewitched. Gotcha now, Uncle Arthur. Forgive me for not rising, but I'm up to my neck and work. <laughs> Darren, say hello to Uncle Arthur. Are you trying to say that every single bad (laughs) character, especially in Disney movies, always the bad guys are gay? Well, Samantha, if the gloves fit, because he's always wearing gloves. I looked it up. The actor is Billy DeWolf. I don't know what he was in. Evidently, he was, he's not the who I'm thinking of from. Ryan, you should have done more research. This is Samantha podcasting. You don't even know who he is. What if he was in Casablanca or something? And oh, you don't even- well, here we go. Here we go. Wikipedia. Did I smell it from far away? Did I smell a hinkle? DeWolf never met. Married, and personal aspects of his life were rarely mentioned publicly. He was a closeted homosexual. However, it was mentioned or alluded to in various publications. <laughs> well, isn't it funny? He's a closeted homosexual, and I'm a homosexual in a closet doing podcasting. It's come full circle. <laughs> I mean, don't go. It, it's a nice closet. It's a nice big walk-in closet. That's where I put. But you know, I set up my office in here. But today we're cleaning out a closet, like like Eminem. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. It wasn't Uncle Arthur, but it was another Uncle Arthur. <laughs> so, <laughs> getting back to the actual movie, okay? Um, <laughs> they get out of the train car because Frosty realizes Karen is get, is getting cold and sick. He realizes the. Cat- is dead because she has no clothes on underneath that coat and they end up going into the the snow and it's horrible and it's snowing and it's cold and they come across woodland creatures decorating oh. trees for christmas warmed my heart this is actually my favorite part of the special david the forest animals getting ready for christmas mm. and then Beautiful. frosty asks hocus pocus to talk to them in his his native tongue rabbit because so they're one animal to another and says that they need to make a fire for Karen. So the, the woodland animals know exactly how to make a fire. They're very they're more than happy to do so because poor Karen is gonna die. They were delighted, David. For it was Christmas Eve, and the woodland animals were all decorating for that big celebration. They knew Santa was to come that night, and they wanted everything to be just right. Focus, speak to the animals. See if they won't all pitch in and build a fire for Karen. The animals were delighted to help. So they found a spot away from the glen where the fire wouldn't catch on to the tree. Soon there was a spark. And in almost no time, a splendid fire was crackling away. 
did Smokey the Bear approve these animals building a fire in the forest? Is this what happens with forest fires? You're, are you blaming me? You're blaming the animals now, Ryan, making forest fires. How dare you? How dare you, sir? So they build a fire. Frosty me- makes sure that he stays far away from it. Yeah. Only to find out that we 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 skipped. I skipped one crucial part. They jump off the train when it stops to make a stop someplace, and Psychopath is yelling, You tricked me! You <laughs> tricked me! And then he ends up jumping off the train and rolling into the snow to, to go after them. He did roll. He did. <laughs> and at some point, Karen's by the fire. Psychopath blows out her campfire, is oh. like, Oh, guess you're gonna freeze now. And so Frosty kept a silent vigil, waiting patiently all through the night. Until Santa would arrive. But suddenly... Oh, a campfire. Well, isn't that all snug and comfy? (laughs) No, don't! Now, give me that hat or else. Or else what? Well, don't bother me with details. Give me that hat. Get on my shoulders, Karen. Terrible, this man. He's terrible. So they end up. She jumps on Frosty, and Frosty like is uses. She uses Frosty like a sled to get away from. What like is that belly, belly whopping? Is that what they call whopping. it? So they end up coming to a random greenhouse with poinsettias, which is really cute, but out of nowhere. Is that Santa's poinsettia factory? No, it's not. No, it's not. It's just a random greenhouse they found. So Frosty says, go inside, Karen, because obviously to keep these tropical, which I like the fact that they actually told you that poinsettias are not for cold. They're actually tropical. Yes. Smart. You know, to, to bring that up, to warm up. He said he, he told, he's told Karen he'd go inside with her for a few minutes. He needs he needs to lose a few pounds. I know, Karen. Believe me, Frosty, I feel you. Um, so then... Basically, psychopath comes and locks them in, and oh. he's like, "Basically, I'll get that hat back one way or another." Right at the bottom of the hill was a tiny greenhouse, used to grow precious tropical poinsettias for Christmas. It's got to be all warm and snug inside for those Christmas flowers to grow so beautiful. Let's go in. Oh, but but you will melt. Just a little. I'll only stay inside for a minute. Besides, I've been meaning to take off a little weight anyway. I so, blame Karen's teacher for this whole thing. Hiring a psychopath. She's like, I didn't I didn't know I was supposed to check his background. I hate children. I just wanted to get rid of my students. He was involved in the <laughs> massacre and he just <laughs> got out of jail. Basically, Santa is told by the woodland creatures and Hocus Pocus that they need to go get Frosty and Karen. What's going on? He basically talking about his story and what his What's the word? His plight? Plight, plight. So basically, he talks about Frosty's plight. By the time he gets there, they realize that he sees Karen crying over a puddle of water and Frosty's hat. And And he assumes that she's crying because someone got her order wrong. Because her name is Karen. Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) Our Santa isn't mean, by the way. This is a nice Santa. This is not the judgmental Santa. This is not the Rudolph Santa, judgmental. Well, I'll take you now, now that you got a light I can use. (laughs) 
so basically, Santa basically explains that Frosty was made of what he calls Christmas snow, the first snow of the season, and that's magical. And I actually do like this. To me, this was the most touching part of the thing. First of all, I got I felt bad for Karen. Yeah. Because even though it's a cartoon, obviously, and obviously beyond reality, she really, she lost her friend, and she was going to do anything to get him to safety, which is, is a beautiful thing. So that made me really sad. She was crying. I don't want to hear see kids crying, even if it's a cartoon kid. I felt bad about that. And then Santa came with this beautiful analogy and talking about how he basically was talking about the cycle of life, the cycle of water, how, you know, snow turns into water in the springtime and then it rains and then once basically the cold or or what i don't know he said it very eloquently touches touches the water turns into it turns into christmas snow again so he opened the green door the green and he'll return every year right that was the other thing and the the same water will return every year yeah it was like a circle like a cycle of life circle of life thing was actually really beautifully said don't cry karen frosty's not gone for good You see, he was made out of Christmas snow, and Christmas snow can never disappear completely. (laughs) Oh, it sometimes goes away for almost a year at a time and takes the form of spring and summer rain. But you can bet your boots that when a good jolly December wind kisses it, (laughs) it'll turn into Christmas snow all over again. Yes, but... He was my friend. (laughs) Just watch. Wait a minute. He opens the door, a little bit of a cool air comes into the greenhouse, and Frosty is revived. They leave the greenhouse, and here we go with Psychopath again, Dr. Hankel, or (laughs) Professor Hankel. (laughs) Wustoff knives are actually better. You know, Wustoff knives are also from Germany and they're better knives. But anyway, just saying. They got a full hinkle. The steel is beautifully made. I would prefer Wustoff knife over hinkles. But (laughs) so then Santa basically tells him, You're not getting nothing from me. If you, I will give you nothing ever again. If you don't, you better go home and write. What did he say? Make him write? I will. Apology letters. (laughs) Write apologies. Yeah. Hoping to get a new hat for Christmas. This is his only way to get a new hat. He's going to write apologies for everybody. Santa also drops Karen off at her house, which was wonderful. I'm sure her mother appreciated that. And takes Frosty to the North Pole, promising that he will return every year with the magical Christmas snow. And then, as the credits roll, Frosty leads a parade with the children, Hocus the narrator, and Jimmy Durante and the rest of the town, including Professor Hinkle, who is now sporting his new hat. As the parade ends, Frosty boards Santa's sleigh, and they fly off to the North Pole, and Frosty promises to return the following Christmas. I actually really liked Jimmy Durante as a narrator. David, what I think of Jimmy Durante, I think of, I always mention I Love Lucy in this show, but I Love Lucy, because there was an episode where Lucy puts on a Jimmy Durante mask. I think when one of her like friends couldn't see without her glasses, and she's pretending she's all these Hollywood people. And Lucy comes in with this Jimmy Durante mask, which is hysterical, because it looks exactly like, if anyone's seen Jimmy Durante, he is a character. 
looking kind of person to his face so he's got a great voice for a narration i think yeah i think so too i i i liked i i, I even like the singing is this you know there's something nostalgic about his voice and it's very like and when he placed it on that like very it's very character-esque his voice yeah. too this is really interesting, David. After the first airing of this movie, for reasons unknown, nearly all the children's voices, including Karen's, were redubbed by unidentified children actors for the 70s re-airing. And all subsequent TV appearances and video releases contain the new soundtrack. The original is only available on the 1970 soundtrack LP and a 2022 release by Rhino. So this is the Karen's voice that I always remember. So this must have just, I just, just knew the, the redubbed one i wonder why maybe it, it maybe but you said at, right after it was done right yeah the first airing after the <laughs> first maybe airing there was some kind of issue with who knows maybe there's something wrong with the, the tracks or something maybe they messed up something karen goodbye we have a few sequels david there was frosty's winter wonderland in 1976 which i don't remember the hell that one rudolph and frosty's christmas in july in 1979 the legend of frosty the snowman in 2005 and frosty returns in 1992 is a sequel to the original uh, movie and set in a separate fictional universe from the other specials with John Goodman as the voice of Frosty. Is that when he gets a wife? Oh, I remember this. There's a, a snow removal spray in this movie. Yeah, they're, they're trying to get rid of snow and they just spray it with like this aerosol can. On July 1st, 2022, a live action film adaptation of Frosty the Snowman was announced to be in development by Warner Brothers. Following Ray Fisher's accusations of mistreatment on the set of Justice League, Jason Momoa defended Fisher and claimed that Frosty the Snowman movie announcement was made without his permission. Oh, Jason Momoa was going to voice Frosty the Snowman. You know who that is? The guy who plays Aquaman, Aquaman. with all the tattoos. Hello? Oh, well, he looks unwashed. I'm okay with it. Yeah, he does a lot of times, doesn't he? Well, he is married to Bonet. Lisa, Lisa Bonet. So he was going to be the voice of Frosty. And after the Justice League accusations involves Josh Whedon of Buffy fame. Of course. Woman hater. They're not They're not doing this, I guess, as of now, because he refuses to do it. So get somebody else to do it. Get someone else. I was going to say, I can't picture him as Frosty anyway. I want the voice of Karen to be Britney Spears. Oh, my. <laughs> She could do. She could do. She could do. Actually, you said it was live action, so no. This they they can do it. Come on, they can do it. Let's get some kids and some terrible CGI snowman. I'm sure there's been. Wasn't there? There was a horror movie with a snowman, right? Yeah, Jack Frost. Mm. And Jack Frost too. That's terrible. Maybe we'll do that next next year. Krampus. 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 Yes. So, what did we learn in today's episode, David? Do you want me to tell you what I learned? Yes, I do. Right in time for Christmas. What did you learn? <laughs> I learned that there's still psychopaths out. No, we're well, kidding. Um, I learned that big part of who we are is is based off of the things we experience as far as like nostalgia. Like the reason why we do this. I did learn that you can still be older and still enjoy something from your childhood. It might have changed a bit, but if you have kind of like have a, a loving heart, or if you, for example, like I. I was truly touched when Frosty died. I felt bad. You, you, 
you can hold on to some of that magic, basically, I think. And it transforms. I mean, like we said, you're saying perfectly that the special, it held so many memories as a kid. And now you could still see parts in it, especially as you're older. Honestly, you do realize more and more, maybe let's just say your mortality and things are delicate and, you know, the cycle of life, like David was saying earlier. So it, it is a great message. And I mean, for 22 minutes, it flew by. It flew by. I don't think you can go wrong with a classic like this. So Radical Ones, this was our Christmas episode. We have one more episode for the last week of the month, and that is our five-part Thundercats special, where the Lord of the Thundercats, Lion-O, does trials to become the official Lord of the Thundercats. Yes confusing but don't worry we will tell you all about it in our last episode we are taking a short break after that for the new year and then we will be back of course in 2023 with all new episodes david the people can always find you at universal appeal 2020 all one word and you can find the radical retro rewind podcast one word on instagram we're on youtube we're always making videos on there as well and merry Christmas for those that celebrate. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy everything. And we Solstice. Oh, it's the winter solstice. That's right. Whatever you celebrate, we are so happy to have you as our radical ones. And we're so happy to be able to bring you, hopefully, entertainment in your holiday season. David? I kind of always say the same thing every year, but uh, you know what? I'm really glad to be here with you doing this. I hope that anybody that's listening really enjoys it. And, you you know all the things that we want for for christmas again every year i i you know of course peace on earth goodwill towards man that whole that thing that i mean of course i know that that's unrealistic but you know if you're a christian you believe that you know you celebrate christmas because the birth of of jesus christ which is a uh, beginning of uh, a you know, salvation. I hope that you have an amazing Christmas. I hope that you enjoy it with friends and family. And I hope that the goodwill towards men goes further than just Christmas into the new year. Beautifully said. Don't follow strangers with snowmen and little girls for your hat. Let them be. Let them be. Santa will bring you a new hat. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you again, David. And we will see you in our Thundercats special and then next year. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, you tricked me. No fair. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.